0: Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on iTunes and Spotify, we listen to this and Iconic.com, um, YouTube if I'm still on it and Bitchute. I'm here with Dean Henderson, Dean's greed, kindly to come back on the show again because we talked a few months back and we got so far into what you cannot get into with more than six or seven hours worth of chatting um, and I wanted to continue it as well and also catch up on what's been going on with dean and knowing what you know dean how are you feeling right now looking at everything and do you feel like most of us who do some of this research a bit like an out like you're looking outside the of a fish tank watching everything going on and you're almost like like at the zoo and you're watching it going by going (laughs) i have no idea what the hell is going on i do and i don't and how did we get (laughs) into this how are you feeling about it all at the moment
1: I think a lot of people are waking up, you know, more and more people are waking up. And I think that's why this initially, this COVID-19 was sprung on people was just because people were waking up and we're talking about the Rothschilds and the crown and who controls this planet and has enslaved us and the whole thing for 8,000 years. And so, you know, I, I feel that, yeah, some people just falling for it. Uh, you think we'd know better um, and uh, obeying and just living in fear, you know, So that part sucks, but, um, yeah, it's a mixed bag, you know. Um, I think it's just a time. It's a test for the whole of humanity right now we're we're going through. It's like a test, and, um, you know, if we pass the test, I think we can have a really bright future, and if we don't pass the test, then probably there's going to be like a solar flare or just some lightning bolt from Venus just to do away with this whole thing (laughs) and start over, you know
0: it's an absolute mess isn't it and i don't think people i mean the average person is not going to realize where this comes from so let's get a little bit background with this i mean your work sort of concentrates especially lately about the city of london a lot of people don't realize that basically the roman empire never went away the roman empire dispersed and then came back together as appears to be the city of london um can you just talk to me about your understanding of that and what you believe? Like we look at the city of London and I'm living here. We all know it's a square mile within itself, like Washington, D.C., the Vatican. They're a sovereign state to themselves. The Murray Roman Empire seems to be the city of London. And I feel when I look at a lot of researchers, especially um, American researchers, tend to forget how powerful the city of London is and they're kind of isolated. Do you do you get that sort of feeling as well, mm. That the the power that the city of London has? Is almost like being forgotten, and the U.S. is almost used as a bit of a distraction at times.
1: Yeah, exactly what I think, and uh, yeah, and it. Uh, I mean, it's it's because the United States was set up um, like a bowling pin by the Crown, by the City of London, to sort of become the military force um, behind the global. Hegemony of the crown and the chessboard that it plays all over the world with its plantations and its resources and its factories and its everything that it owns, which is everything. And we were set up to take the hit, you know, like to be the bad guy, to you know, take the black eye. And so that's so you're right, the city of London very, very stealthily, as they've always done, um, even since the days of the, the Roman Empire, as you. Uh, Alluded to, which is absolutely true. That was a that was just a, a geographical move by the, students, you know, from the Roman Empire to Venice, then to Holland, really, and then to the UK. And um, and before that, they're in Egypt, and before that, they were in Babylon and Samaria, uh, and and they were the Khazars, and there's all these history dots that end up and culminating in the city of London, Crown Corporation, and. The Crown Corporation operates the City of London, and it is the bloodlines and their their managers, their Rothschild managers, Warburg managers. Um, these people are just managers, you know. Even that, even they are just managers. And um, so, for people to come to grips with that, um, I mean, it, it, it's shocking because they've been lied to their whole lives. The media is controlled by the Nephilim bloodlines. Um, they control everything that we know from their, they control the scientific uh, community, which spews out all this nonsense out of Chatham House and the Royal Society and, and the Royal, you know, astronomers and whatever it is, and just Big Bang Theory, German Theory, uh, Evolutionary Theory, all theories, um, and we just sort of, like I said, being real scientists and going on the main. And inferring from something that you see, and then deducing. us, we take these preconceived notions uh, that were thrust on us by the crown, and we go from there, and we go down these hallways of nonsense because the very premise where we start is flawed, and it all paints them, that you know, which is what you know, demigods, which is what they think they are, and as the nephilim. And we pretty much bow down to them. We we admire them. We uh, want to be like them. I mean, not me and you, but I mean that's the the history of what they've done to people. And it's kind of a Stockholm syndrome, you know, like uh, worshipping your captor or your oppressor, the person that cut off the head of your, you know, six generations back, your grandfather, because he didn't have enough wheat to give them that year. Just give them. Yeah, they've always been parasites all through the years. They've always just been financial parasites and energy parasites and then and same with inventions, they let the inventor invent it and then they swoop in, steal a patent or take it over. Hmm. um they take countries over, they take ideas over, they take genetic uh you know information over, they take the Amazon over, and that's what they are and uh so we have to really go after this idea of monarchy. Because uh, monarchy is just another archy, you know, patriarchy, matriarchy, hierarchy, ar- uh, monarchy, uh, archy. It's bad. That's why I'm an anarchist. I'm against any kind of authoritarian arching over anybody. I'm um, anarchist. And I think, I think, you know, that's the way to be. Just an egalitarian person that doesn't want to control anyone and doesn't want to be controlled. Just lives on an equilibrium of everybody's equal, you know. And... Uh, So essentially they brought this foreign uh, way of, you know, doing business or thinking or just being to their earth. And I believe that the the, the hunting and gathering people who they herded into agriculture in Samaria and other places to feed their cities because they were lazy and they didn't want to hunt and gather or do any kind of work um, because they're parasites and they're entitled and they're bloodlines and they think they're special. So... They created the, the agriculture system, which began the, the, the class system, banker peasant relationship, you know, which began the industrial system, which you know continued out on through the colonial system of colonizing the third world through their IMF. Uh, first just straight out through the through the gunboats and the British Empire and the the monarchs of Portugal and Spain and Belgium, and then later through um, the IMF uh, banking. A scam and uh, of intentional underdevelopment of these places and now they're I think going after the white European middle class um, In the same way they're they're gonna turn us into the new Bangladesh I mean that seems to be the model wipe out the middle class because why because we're competitors That's why because we've gotten to the point where we they don't you know They've always done this the British uh, crown the British Empire the Holy Roman Empire before and they've always done this when when they get competition from any sector of the population, they try to bring them down. They did it to Germany, you know, with hyperinflation, uh, World War One, World War Two. Um, training Hitler at the Tavistock Institute brought Germany down because Germany had really good engineers and they had come up with Mercedes-Benz and a lot of things were competing with Rolls-Royce and competing with uh, the British industries, and they deliberately took them down. And So, and, 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 and actually they took the UK down itself, Soros, uh, with the currency manipulation, worked for the crown, actually attacked the bank of England and took the people in the UK started living down. So they're, they're doing this, you know, you have to remember it's a global oligarchy. It's based in the city of London crown corporation, but that's, but most of the people involved, um, they're not, they're not solely British by any means. There's many, probably mostly Italians. I'm thinking still, you know, when you. Figuring the Algobrandinis and the Bards and the Medicis and the you know the Savoys and the Oticellis. And there's a lot of uh, really wealthy, powerful bloodlines uh, in, in Italy. And then in Germany and in France and, and in the UK, yes. And, uh, you know, in, in the uh, what Denmark, Sweden, I mean, you have the Glucksbergs and the Wallenbergs running that area, with the, which is a Rala Viking bloodline. And so... Uh, there's they they spread out everywhere and then they have their representatives everywhere but their geographic geopolitical power center is, is a city of london and then their their bank repository is bank of international settlements which as i understand is kind of run by the hohenzollern bloodline family which is you know german eastern european prussian like that but um each it's its the interesting thing about the oligarchy and the crown which is the same thing that you'll find is that they each have these little tasks. They give each, they give little tasks to certain families, you know, like queen Elizabeth, um, is a bard. Um, but she's in charge of, uh, the harp, uh, network, you know? And in in fact, if you look at the, at the Windsor's coat of arms, there's a harp on the coat of arms, Mm -hmm. you know, which is interesting, but they run harp, you know, and, um, and other people do other things, you know, for the crown, the Khan family trains the terrorists. The Al-Khan Foundation, they train the Muslim terrorists because they're Muslim. They look like them in networks. And um, that's the Genghis Khan bloodline. That's you know the Khan bloodline. Very powerful, Nephilim bloodline. You'll start seeing more Khans in the media. Uh, I already have the Shah family is another one. Just even reporters on the news, you'll see a lot of surnames, Khan and Shah. Mm. Um, that's interesting. I think there's some kind of thing going on where they're 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 wanting the the Asian crown component to do more, you know, in terms of the project, in terms of the the agenda, the agenda twenty thirty that they're pushing. Like you guys need to, you know, do your part more or something like this because there's been a lot going on. The Singh family is another one, which uh is you know, the people that wear the turbans, um that, that Singh bloodline is is one of them. Um, the lead bloodline in China, the Yamamoto in Japan, uh, that was Emperor Hirohito, who was the guy that, you know, wrote the memo to do, basically to uh, cut open, cut up a lot of Chinese peasants in Nanking when they invaded China during World War II and um, take out their organs and then apply toxins to, to do germ warfare. This guy was sick. And he really believed – he always talked about how he came from the sun goddess, Amaterasu, and that's what the Japanese people were led to believe, that because he did, they did. And that's why they have that superiority-inferiority complex that, that the Japanese people do have. I, I live there enough to see plenty of it. Um, but they teach them that, that their bloodline – you know, they're special. The Japanese are special. Their organs are smaller, so they can't import Australian beef and all this garbage. It's a whole lot. Uh, it's old genre of education, believe it or not, in Japan, um, Nihon Nihon Jinron, it's called, and it's, um, but it's a fascist steel, but it's a bloodline thing. But see, so it's like they've spread all over the world. They have spread their toxic ideology to like the settler class, and then the settler class, like Daniel Boone and Kit Carson, you know, they come in here and they just scout for the crown and kill Indians and get free land, and and by the time And the whites came here, they were infected with that, with Tico mine virus already. So they they loved, you know, private property and they loved, you know, just being on top and Just lies, lies, and more lies, and um, that's what we've been fed. So we have to unravel all that. I think, as an individual, each of us that that should be our main role in life. Uh, not so much to, you know, people talk about I don't know, all kinds of flowery things, community, and all this stuff, and that's great. But really, maybe the main thing you need to do in this life is unravel the confusion that you know you've been saddled with by the crown and. And it does, it makes you a worse person. You know, it doesn't make you a better person. It makes you a worse person. So if you can unravel all that in yourself and just go forward in anarchy and in pure thinking and and pure heart and trying to do with the natural rhythms of what's right and detach from all what they tell you you should be doing, you know, making money, enhancing your career, accumulating possessions, all this crap. Um, then, then the world will just it could be a better place. And we won't have to march, or we won't have to form groups, or we won't have to do anything. That's kind of an anarchist model, you know, like like everybody just do their best and take responsibility. This is what people don't understand about anarchists, is anarchists would tell you that that's the key. That's the, that's the key to everything is that everyone takes personal responsibility, you know, because they want in the media – Portraying anarchists as crazy and you know breaking things and but no, it's just the opposite. You're actually taking responsibility for your actions is what you're doing. And you're not blaming another side or another party, or you're not hiding behind an ideology of another party or another person that thought it. You're you are pure alpha. You are going forward as like you know just authentic. And there's that's what that's what they've taken from us over the years over the decades, over the centuries of, of colonization and and um, brainwashing, mind control, they've taken that uh, ability, I think, from us. And so we have to unravel all that, all that stuff. It's a lot of baggage, and it all comes from the crowd. It all comes from the, yeah, the people that still run the world, have run the world, um, and intervened upon humanity 8,000 years ago, I believe, in Samaria and then throughout the world with their Machu Picchu's and their anchor watch and their worshiping the sky gods nonsense you know because it's all right here you know we're from the earth <laughs> this is mm-hmm. what we're from we're not from the sky you know um they love us to look yeah look up in the sky and fly an airplane and i don't know some enamoration with the sky have you noticed yeah. or outer space or the friendly aliens or no but what about the earth <laughs> what about right here I'm, this is what interests me because i'm a human
0: well, this is what brings me to my next bit. So one of the first things you wrote in your book was um, that this bloodline, this uh, Holy Grail bloodline, they seem to be very uh, jealous or angry or jealous is probably the best word, but there is other ones, um, at our uh, humanity because we were given rights over planet Earth, over them. Can you just talk to us about that? Because that seemed like the, the initial conflict where was that they want what is rightfully ours. And to me... And you say in your book as well, we are God's chosen ones. Mm -hmm. We are the the children of God. We are the the Israelites that were put around all over the world and chased out of everywhere that we naturally actually own, which is this planet. Um, Mm Can you talk to us about that? This bloodline seemed to come here. Were we already here? Were we genetically modified to become a different version of what was all here already? Something happened around about 8,000 years ago, and they seem to be still to this day i think we were dumbed down so what happened around about there to the human race and what's your kind of research brought up on that that cataclysm that initial yeah
1: Yeah, um right well that's the whole thing there nephilim you know in the first chapter of the bible uh daughters of nephilim came to mate with the, uh, the sons of nephilim came to mate with the daughters of men and um there it is talking about the nephilim right away and then you know they, they're basically the fallen angels they're the people that god said yeah you're uh you, you know this is not the way to behave and so uh the humans are given the birthright not you you know you can't go control it or run it you know that that's just their place and um they rebelled against god and um, led mankind and womankind out of the garden of eden which i believe was the hunting and gathering existence i believe that's a metaphor for for hunting and gathering existence, the Garden of Eden. Everything's there that you need. You don't need to, you know, plow the ground, you don't need to put a smokestack factory up, you don't, you know, fence your land, own land even. Um, and the apple, which they took a bite out of, was a cultivar, it's, it's an agricultural product, of the planet. And also, I think it indicates kind of a worship of the intellect, as in, um, you know, like Apple Computer, the logo, it's a bite out of an apple, and that's no coincidence. Because they think they're gods they think their technology that they' they're, they're going to create because they're the demigods the, the Nephilim is actually superior to creation superior to what God can do so they always have to improve everything from the earth you know the earth's not good enough for them you know and and it's that's the that's the Wotico, that's the mind virus that's the never content I mean they're never content they always have to be messing with things and um, and it's a sickness Um that makes you very unhappy, and most of them I think are very unhappy. These people actually, but that's uh, we did have the dominion. It's it's uh, and not just us, but the animals, the plants, uh, the rocks, uh, everything in my mind equally, and they were the ones that came along and said, you know, man is at the top of the heap and all this stuff, um, and it's not true. We're just part of it, you know, and the Indian any any animistic culture has that way of looking at things and those are the cultures that i think maybe escaped that intervention that you're talking about we're talking about in sumeria because just by geography just they were far they were remote enough in the jungles of you know whatever it was brazil or sumatra or central african republic or wherever they could hide out or were are they just didn't find them at that time so they weren't maybe subject to the experimental stuff you're talking about and you know, it's just a thing of mine where it looks like to me, just feels like to me that maybe the Aryans, um, you know, the white people may have been the ones that were subjected to the experimentation because, you know, you look at white people like today, even they just they work too much. They, uh, they just have this thing where they bow down to authority a lot, it seems like to me, um, or they want to have authority over you, one or the other. And that's that Arky stuff, and I just don't get that from blacks or Indians or Browns, honestly, as much. Like they just, you know, it's like you want me to do overtime. It's like what? <laughs> you, you're gonna pay me, man. You're gonna pay me triple time, or you want, you know? And they don't take it, and they don't give it either in terms of always telling you what's up or how things are, or trying to, you know, tell you how smart they are. They don't give a shit. They're just like we're just chilling, and that's more like a human condition to me. Well, this other thing is the mind virus, always never content, always trying to establish dominance over somebody else, or, or always trying to suck up to somebody else, you know, it's, it, it's, it's two sides of the same coin, you know. And uh, so I don't know, so I, I tend to think maybe that might have been what happened, um, that those people were left out, and so that's where you have to, and, and if you look at those cultures and, and the knowledge of those cultures, It just so much uh, to me resonates and and far surpasses, you know, the 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 stuff that came out, you know, later from, you know, yeah, the Bible. It's much later. The Bible is written much later than these people you know were living here. And the later stuff just gets kind of dumbed down to me and, and, and the early stuff resonates. And uh, especially like Aborigines in Australia, they're really old. I think they they might have been the remnant, you know, that made it through the last thing. It seems like. And then where I live, it's the Lakota people. Um, the and they they were some of the last in North America to, to have contact with the Wetikos um, because they were just because we're here. We are in the middle of the country. It took them a long time to get to us from either coast. Um, and so it wasn't until about 1850 when the, the Indian Wars happened in, in this part of the country. Whereas in the, you know, hey, it was happening in you know the 15th century in the eastern part of the U.S. already, and by the 17th century in California, already. And so there's a real purity of knowledge among Lakota thinking, I think. Um, and one of the things you know they they talk about is what just Wakantako, the great mystery. Like that's their, they're not, you know, it's a, it's a myth to think the Lakota are. Some kind of polytheistic pagan culture that any of the Indians were—they actually were monotheistic in terms of they believe there's one creator, and the one creator to them is Wakantaka, which means the great mystery. So it doesn't have a gender. It does certainly doesn't have a white long white beard. Um, doesn't sit on a throne. That's, kind of, that's all crown, <laughs> crown stuff. You know, it's just—it's uh, a great mystery. And it's beautiful, and we can't really describe it because it's so huge and and beyond belief, and the power is so great that you know. And then the people live in that way of reverence uh, of that, and and it it's uh it's a different vibe, you know, from this thing where you're commanded, mm. God's gonna throw you in hell, and you know all this stuff and this, this hierarchy and Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Trinity, and you know, or Buddha, Vishnu, whatever, or, you know, Ram or Shiva or, you know, it's always this trinity, this hierarchy, this, it's actually always a trinity. And it's always a pyramid, you know, shaped thing. And that's all their stuff. And that's, that's all their archies and all their nonsense and their misery and their bondage. It's really bondage. It puts humans in bondage. And then other humans adopt that ideology and they, in turn go forth and put other humans in bondage, and animals in bondage, and plants in bondage, and everything in bondage. And it's it's just the opposite of freedom, which, and, and it's just the opposite of, of, of wild, like it's domesticated, everything's domesticated. We're domesticated, and everything's domesticated. Wheat's domesticated, corn's domesticated, cattle are domesticated, everything's domesticated. And we are wild, so it's a real problem. and and it's to reconcile that in this crazy age of post-agriculture, post-industrial, fourth industrial revolution is, you know, it's uh, it's a lot to take apart. But on the other hand, it's actually pretty simple once you know a few things about history that you were not told. And this is one of those things where, again, the the, the victor writes the history books. The, the oppressor writes the official history, always and you're not going to get to it through official channels because, you know, they, they write the, the textbooks even in school that your kids learn out of or printed by these companies of the crown and Macmillan, Bloedel and, and then the newspapers, of course. And, and yeah, now we know, well, you know, 95% of the media is owned by six companies and, um, it gets more and more concentrated and <clears throat> thus the lie gets bigger and bigger. The attempt to conceal it gets greater. Uh, the resistance of the people, in response gets larger and then they have to come out of the closet, um, which we've baited them, baited them into basically. Mm-hmm. And then more people see them. And this is a process um, that we're going through. But I feel as though uh, right now, honestly, we have the upper hand.
0: Yeah. I think there is, the, they're basically being dragged out into the light. Well, you just said there about the great mystery just came straight to me was, there was common sense, it's literally common sense you see the people walking around with their masks on you see people around not standing apart and it's like you've lost common sense and that common sense of just yeah. i don't care what science or scientism you come out with that's fucking stupid and it's that <laughs> common sense isn't it that i think is what saves you from being mind controlled and i think that that if you can hold on to your common sense and humor which human You can go that's just mental i don't care what you say that's mental unless i see people dropping dead in the street i'm not putting a mask on but people have lost that common sense and that common sense of or they've ignored it i'm not saying they lost it they've ignored it they've been mind controlled to ignore it their common sense because these scientists scientism these gods above them know better well no you don't actually and what you're talking about earlier was sovereignty you don't know better you do not know what's better for me than I do. I know. I will always know. And then that's what you said there was, what you are coming out as that, that great mystery. So I don't know why I know. I just know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then also I don't know a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's so much I don't know. You know, is the other part of that. And like Lakota people had a really good, uh, have a really good saying. That's, uh we're not much, but we're a whole lot more than nothing. Mm. You know. So it's it's knowing what you know you know and then it's knowing what you don't know and that's vast <laughs> and that's what's really missing, really missing from the whole kind of well the, the the reality of that the media anyway portrays and that then a lot of people yeah carry out into the bigger world, the real world and and sort of try to mimic I think and repeat uh, unfortunately um, but what we don't hear is how much people don't know. Nobody ever tells you, I don't, there's this much I don't know. <laughs> you know, There's just so much I don't, nobody says that. But that's really important because there's so much we don't know, man. It's, you know, and that's the great mystery. And that's an acknowledgement that it is a great mystery, that we're not the gods, that these things over here that are cutting our throats for 8,000 years certainly aren't the gods. And that, you know, we're all just kind of part of this, this big thing. And, and we're a really small part of it. We're like a, you know, Dimple on a pimple on an elephant's ass. I think I heard it one time. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know it's just that, but also the acknowledgement that yeah we each are worth something and we're not nothing and we have a role, and we're all sent here as souls, spirits, whatever. We come into this incarnation as humans for a reason. I mean there has to be a reason why every single soul is here for, and and that's their own reason. It's an anarchist thing where you have to find your reason. I'm not going to tell you, and you shouldn't even ask really. Yeah. Just go find it and be your thing, you know, and then be, be a part of it, you know. And uh, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I mean, if we just could block out all the ugliness that these terrorists bring into our lives, this crown terrorists brought into our lives, um, if we just block out all the disinformation they tell us about who we are and who they are and how it works and how the world works and all this ugly crap, survival of the fittest and chaos theory and just like yuck nuclear bombs and just block it out. I mean, it's actually beautiful. You know, it's, it's beautiful over here in the real world, but it's so hard to do because yeah, the onslaught. And then, like I say, the minions come out after watching that nonsense and they pretty much mimic it and, and try to reinforce it on you. You know, and it's pretty weird, but, it's just deprogramming, de- de- deprogramming, uh, disillusioning yourself, which means getting rid of your illusions. So disillusionment, a good thing, you know. Um, getting rid of the programming, getting rid of the illusions. It's so liberating and it's so – it's exactly what we need to do if we're going to win this thing. Each person has to do that as an individual. Mm. Nobody can do it for you, man. But each person if – if each person would just do that, we would – have this all wrapped up uh in twenty four hours, man we'd be like, you know, the crown would be in handcuffs and marched to jail and their palaces would be repossessed and pay off the debt of all the nations and um take the banks in Switzerland and just yeah, get everybody solvent in the whole world, no more debt, and take power and uh yeah, not even take power. Anything like that. It's just like take away power. And then, you know, disperse power after that, you know, I, I think disperse power is good, you know, never collect power, disperse it. You know, that's another law of nature that, you know, these, these Nephilim don't, you know, understand. They just want to accumulate power. And the way nature works is it disperses power. The seeds are dispersed by the birds or mm-hmm. dispersed the animals, disperse them. I mean, everything's dispersed and shared and spread around and for the wealth of the whole. And these Nephilim come here, and they just they want to grab everything out of the fridge and leave nothing for you. And that's not normal. That's not natural. And then, it may, again, then it makes some segment of the population like that, too, because that's the example that's held up as how you're supposed to be. When, in fact, that's so, like, uh, you know, the, 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 and the, if you acted like that in an Indian tribe, you would just be banished for a few days and made to go think about it. Mm. Not in a mean way, but, you know. And just be like, dude, you're crazy. We'll see you, man. Go figure it out. Come back when you're not eating more than your share or talking too much or bragging about yourself, you know, or they just laugh at them and, you know, shame them, but, but set them straight. But, see, those people don't get set straight anymore. Um, they run the world, <laughs> and there's no check on them. And then other people think, well, that's the way they're acting. They got there. Gee, I'll be the same way. I'll just be a self-aggrandizing uh Self-delusional, narcissistic piece of shit, and then I'll get to be president or whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's, so it's a sickness. It is. A, it's a mind virus, and it's a sickness. And it goes way. It started way before the COVID nineteen, but that is definitely an, an extension of it, and you know, one and the same thing. And it's just it's the latest form of crown terrorism, um, which is why Gates is a night commander of the British Empire, and Musk, the guy putting up all the satellites, is a Royal Society member. And Purbright Institute was behind the Wuhan thing, which is owned by Klein, which also owns Pfizer, which is invested in by the BlackRock Group, which the BlackRock Group is one of the five corporations that own the Crown stuff in America. It's FMR, BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, State Street, Boston, State Street, First Boston. That's the Crown's tentacles. And, and they own, if you look at the Fortune 500 in America, those five companies are the top five shareholders of every single company and that's the crown and that's where Biden's Biden's loading up his financial experts uh, with BlackRock people yeah. right now we used to be Goldman Sachs but not anymore it's BlackRock and BlackRock's the crown and um and then Vanguard owns BlackRock and then you know it's just this is a we're we're getting the circle tight uh they they they're circling the wagons and thus it actually makes our job as researchers easier to identify it mm. so AstraZeneca Uh, Crown Agent Corporation, GSK, Crown Agent Corporation, um, Moderna, Crown Agent Corporation, Crown Castle, Crown Agent Corporation, General Electric, Crown Agent Corporation, Lockheed Martin, British uh, British American Tobacco, uh, British Aerospace, Crown Agent, you know, and on and on and on. And we find out that, yeah, they do own everything. (laughs) They do own everything. They really do. It's not an exaggeration. I mean, of any substance. I mean, you know, there, there's some crumbs left over maybe, but dude, not very much. And it's all hidden in the offshore banking network, so you can't know how much wealth is there. But it's hundreds of trillions of dollars. And then there's the ill-gotten gains of drug money, human trafficking, organ trafficking, uh, you know, uh, arms trafficking, oil trafficking, diamonds, gold, whatever. And that all goes to that same offshore system because there's no regulation, there's no visibility, there's no regulator, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's, And that's the Privy Council, and that's uh, Lord Mark Malik Brown, who took over for Soros again at the Open Society Foundation recently, who also sits on the board of Dominion Voting Machines, Dybold, Smartmatic, which all were involved in the rigging of this election, mm-hmm. um, who uh, sat on the United Nations UNESCO board and, and preached depopulation for 20 years, who's a member of your House of Lords, which, as you know, are not elected, but just entitled to be rulers because of their bloodlines, which is insane. Mm -hmm. we got to get rid of the monarchy. we got to get rid of all, not just in Britain, but every country that has a monarchy has to to get rid of the monarchy. That's going to be huge. And then behind that, the central bank, uh, private central bank cartel, which they control, needs to be nationalized and um, given over to the people through the treasury departments, you know, and government issue the currency. We don't need private families to issue currency and get us into debt and keep us enslaved, and that's what the system has done. So, but we really need to go after the monarchy, which is what I've dedicated the rest of my life to do anyway, is just going after the Crown Corporation, exposing the city of London, uh, as the old Holy Roman Empire, as the old Anunnaki uh, kings, as the old pharaohs of Egypt, as the babylonian uh priests um and and that and the continuity of this uh culminating in the modern day where we're moving into this fourth industrial revolution with 5g vaccination uh, matrix uh where you're literally going to be remote controlled through your vaccine by a freaking cell tower 5g tower and um everything's going to know, be known about you because we're the next commodity. This is the next phase of capitalism. Yeah. Without it, capitalism probably dead. And this is, you know, I have to laugh when people say this is a communist conspiracy or something. I mean, it's the furthest thing from it. Power continues to concentrate in the hands of fewer and fewer people. Uh, and now it's just, they're all actually wearing crowns and stuff. I mean, you can just see them and they're just right there uh, in the forefront and pretty much in your face, you know, telling you what's going to happen. And now you're the commodity. You, you were the consumer of everything that they raped from the earth and, you know, made you consume, told you to consume, and you consumed it like a pig. Maybe you didn't. Some of us didn't. Um, but a lot of people did. And and now you're the commodity. You know, you're the one to be tagged like a cow, microchipped like a dog. You're the one to be monitored your health uh, 24-7. Um you know, you're the one that, that's going to be 6G'd into this virtual reality where they can make more money off you than, you know, they can make money off you in this reality, and they can also make money off you in this reality they're just going to create. It's insane. I mean, the whole thing mm-hmm. is insane, but that's the only way they can keep the capitalism going, too, and and, and the evil system going. And, and so that's another reason they're desperate. to have the They have to have 5G and vaccinations. These are the two things they have to have to make this work so uh that's that's why but again i think it's not in the bag and i think um yeah I'm, I'm actually pretty lately i'm optimistic there's been a lot of protests over the restaurant closures like even in california where the lockdowns are the worst um there's a recall against governor newsom in california um hey they tried to kidnap the michigan governor <laughs> oh jeez uh, oh <laughs> The other thing that happened, did you hear about the Nashville uh, the Nashville bombing?
0: I heard that a few days back. Yeah, I've not heard too much about it, but I've heard about it.
1: And so I should tell you what that was um, because the, our media is not telling us either, but I've been able to piece it together, and the guy was uh, very alarmed at 5G. And he oh. drove his motorhome down to the AT&T tower in Nashville, which is their world headquarters. So they're one of the big 5G purveyors and he blew it up and he did knock out power knock out AT&T uh towers and structures and everything he he took a lot of stuff out never killed anyone because he had a recording to tell people to get out of the area and um he did kill himself which is unfortunate but but that actually was a 5g thing um that's a a big I guess protest against 5g and um yeah, and they're not going to tell you that us that because again, they have to have the 5G. They have to have it. They, you know, they, they'll do anything. They, they. That's why they shut my website down. Certainly in February, was too much talk about 5G and connecting it to the crown. And um, yeah, so they, those things. And that's why they go after the anti-vax people the hardest and the anti-5G people the hardest because they have to have those two things for this fourth industrial revolution. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, David uh, David Ike was um, chucked off everything after he spoke about five G's connection to COVID on the London Reel. and that was when I um, yeah. I had my own sort of thoughts about not not what David said, but the London set setup and why that was done. Um, yeah. But um, David was chucked off of everything after he spoke about five G and the five G towers, mm-hmm. and we had burning down of towers here in 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 um, the yeah. UK. I made a film about five G last year with with Jamie Jamie Ike. And we went all over the over the world. We were in New Zealand. We were in actually Bangkok and filming about this about five G and about the technology oh, wow. coming out. Um, it's, it's called unnatural. Actually, it's on iconic.com, so you can see that. And it's um oh, good, this yeah. this is incredibly important. That and the vaccine go together, as you say. Um, something I want to pick up on just before we move on, and we'll come back to that as well because it's very obviously very important. But there's so much scope. You mentioned Switzerland, and you mentioned in your book. Um, the Great White Brotherhood, and you mentioned earlier when we spoke about the the the, the whites, the the Aryan race, the Great White Brotherhood. tints from what the research, and this is new to me, tends seem to come out of Greenland and Switzerland. But you do mention the Great White Brotherhood here, and no one really talks about that. There's a guy called um, Prince Carlos of Bourbon to Sicilies who tend, who seems to be quite involved with them. Um, do you know what do you know about the Great White Brotherhood? They seem to be some. Lord, uh, kind of, you've got the Jesuits and then the Great White Brotherhood tend to seem to be slightly above them in the ranking, if that's that's the right word, terrible word, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's the Aryan thing and it's it's everything Hitler was plugged into, and uh, it ha- has to do with uh, the gnomes of Zurich, I think, the, 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 in Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, the highest level of Freemasonry is the gnomes of Zurich. And the Great White Brotherhood is associated with them. And they are, I mean, they are white supremacists, absolutely. They're, uh, it's more specifically the blonde, blue-eyed, Aryan, you know, thing. And it's a—it's an offshoot of the whole kind of uh, Nephilim take, you know, but it's, uh, I guess, it's specific to the Scandinavian, you know, Aryan bloodlines. Um. But yeah, they, I mean that—that's the thing. They—they are uh, these Nephilim Crown families are very—they're uh, bigoted as hell. I mean, they—they they brought the whole idea into being, you know, that one skin color was better than another, you know, and to the point where, yeah, you have women all over the world now trying to be more white, you know, like if you go to Japan or China or Asia, they're all they all want to be more white. Mm-hmm. Even Africa, even blacks in America, they all want to be more white, and that's part of that. Stockholm syndrome and are just also just seeing that, you know, whites do better, you know, um, and yeah, and it makes sense that if I'm right about the whites being, you know, the ones that were DNA into existence by the Anunnaki 8,000 years ago, then it makes sense that they like whites more because the whites are hybrids. <laughs> They're yeah. Nephilim, actually, and they actually are a different genetic thing. So it's all connected to all of that, and the Priory of Zion is the same thing because, which is also very powerful, Um, as I understand it, the the, it's sort of the pecking order is kind of the, the the Nephilim bloodlines, and they say there's thirteen, but I think that's not. I think it's it's more than that, but it's also less than that because they've inbred so much. It's hard Mm -hmm. to even know. Um, There's a council of thirty-three. There's a there's a committee of three hundred. Then there's Priory of Zion, Rosicrucians. At that next level, and and those are the ones that guard the bloodline secret um, that there is these hybrids running the world, and so thus the Rosicrucians, the Red Cross, the crossing of the blood. Mm-hmm. You know, the cross doesn't mean it's not about you know giving blood to people that need it. It's about guarding the secret of the blood crossing, the crossing of the blood, For so the Rosicrucians and the Rothschild. Same way, the Red Shield. Yeah. So if you get up to a certain point um, in your studies about who runs the world. Um, They actually want you, they they use the Rothschilds as a shield, Mm -hmm. and they'll put their names on ownership certificates to deliberately take the heat off of them, because they're the red shield, they're the bloodline shield, they're the last defense, should we ever suspect that there was this thing going on behind them, and they're also Jewish, which is handy, because actually these Nephilim always blame the Jews when they get, when the spotlight gets on them, they have a way of always blaming the Jews, Oh, it was the Jews that did it. You know, it wasn't us. And they actually create the whole uh, anti-Semitism, you know, against Jewish people. They, and they perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. Because, again, Hitler was created by them. Mussolini was created by the House of Savoy in Italy, which is one of the Nephilim lines. They financed it. So um, there is that going on, and, and it just makes sense. And that they're more, they, you know, they're more can maybe tuned in to white people because white people are, maybe there's a hybrid uh strain behind our creation, you know, or at least some of our creation. You know, it's hard to say what percentage or who. Um there's the whole seven lost tribes, you know. Um that's interesting. There's the tribe of Dan, um, which is interesting in Jerusalem, um, that which apparently came from Mount Zion and was of the Canaanite seed. So, you know, the whole so Canaanites could be another um tribe of Dan and Canaanites, I say would be, you know, synonymous with Nephilim or Anunnaki. Mm-hmm. And, and they were on Mount Zion. And then Zion actually means, uh, in etymological terms, it means to graft. Mm-hmm. So S-C-I-O-N, Z-I-O-N, transliteration, to graft. So again, we're talking about the grafting of the Nephilim bloodline onto human beings. That's what Zionism is. It has nothing to do with Jewish people. It has nothing to do with uh, anything but this bloodline, uh, you know, this, this grafting and guarding of that secret, which is why the Priory of Zion is, is right up there with the Rosicrucians, with the Red uh, the red Cross, the Red Shield, um, in protecting that secret through the Priory of Zion. And also not letting people know what Zionism really means. And, and then under that, you have the Illuminati and the entertainment field, and you have the Masons doing the military and politics and the Muslim Brotherhood doing Islamic extremism, terrorism, and... And, and protecting the oil for the crown. And then you have the Kabbalists in Israel, and they have their role and 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 those sorts of organizations. And and then those organizations, um, you have to be a member of one of those to sort of be in the CFR or to be in the Trilateral Commission or to be in the Bilderbergers or the World Economic Forum. But all of these things are creations of the crown, offshoots of the crown. And then you have the banks separately, and, and that's where you know, the management of the Warburgs and the Rothschilds and, and, the Lazards and, and the Goldman Sachs and those people comes in. Um, but it's a giant pyramid and at the very top are these, are these Nephilim bloodlines and they are, I think they're very much uh, white supremacists. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, I think there's a, there's some connection there, uh, personally b- between the creation of the white race, the Aryan race and, uh, those lost tribes of Israel um, are connected to that somehow. And uh, yeah, but ancient history, very interesting, right? I mean, uh, that's, and I'm still just tip of the iceberg, you know, for me. i mean, there's so much I don't know that I that I want to learn about ancient history. I think the Old Testament might be a good place to start mm-hmm. um, because that was sort of the, in the raw, you know, I mean, that's why people have a hard time reading it because it's like bloody and it's like, but it really gets into, I think, the Nephilim and the giants and the sort of pre-pre uh, Christ, you know, times when there was this big upheaval and this big intervention and then this rebellion against the intervention and all this stuff. So, but it's certainly very interesting. And I, I certainly think that we have uh, a lot more evidence documentation um, on our side of, of that than than say the crown with their big bang theory, their evolutionary theory, their their germ theory, which none of which can be proven, mm-hmm. um, and and they are just theories. And um, I, I think we have the documentation. So in other words, if anybody is is a crazy nut job conspiracy theorist, it, it must be Chatham House and the BBC.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course it is. It's a, it's a satanic inversion, quite frankly, of it a, f- yeah, yeah. flipped, flipped upside down. So you mentioned there Switzerland and um at the Great White Brotherhood, and we were just talking about that. Then Switzerland, obviously, was come back to the technology we were talking about before. That's where CERN is. Now, that to me, it seems like a that is a hub of what of disaster waiting to happen. That would, in my opinion, be part of his great white brother, the Jesuits. And as you say, the Nephilim crown you have. I think it's Shiva, the, um, mm-hmm. the goddess or the god. I can't remember if it's a goddess or god um, mm-hmm. statue there. Um, yeah. What is your take on what's going on at CERN and how is that connected to 5G? and And just on top of that, this vaccine, is this a way of creating a global database of what you were saying then, finding out what lineage every single person is? What makes that Mm -hmm. individual person tick?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, that's, again, the obsession with the bloodlines, the obsession with uh, eugenics and genetics, and uh, now it's DNA. You know, we never even... Yeah, there wasn't even a word dna until what i don't know 30 40 years ago people started talking about dna and all stuff and and the, and it's all fascism at its core because it, it, it's sort of this idea that everything about you depends on your genetic makeup which is total nonsense from the, again from the crown the nephilim um but it ha- you know obviously it has way more to do uh at this point in my life it's a joke it'd be a joke to even think that you know and that's but that's their whole shtick you know oh you you're gonna get sick because your your grandpa had this this in his genes, and it probably has nothing to do with why grandpa got sick. He probably you know was too close to some spraying some DDT on his flowers or something, and he got sick. You know, so it has nothing to do with it. But but this is how this is. They're stupid. They're not see. They're not very smart. Okay, and for one thing, and they dumb everything down um, to this sort of base uh, understanding of the world, and it always justifies their terrorism and their their butchery of the population and their rape and pillage of, of mother earth always justifies it. So they have to have this dark view and, and then give you this dark view of how the world works because, because they're dark actors and it justifies everything they do. And it, and then it's sort of like, well, gee, you know, if they're going to be like that, I'll, I'll be like that. And I'll steal from my neighbor, you know, or whatever. And that's what they want is mm-hmm. this chaos and yeah, satanic inversion. So none of it, it's just all pretty much nonsense. And, um, and you have to again, you have to observe nature to understand reality. That's the only way you're you're gonna get there. And it's not that hard. I mean, you just go out and observe nature, but you have to block out all this crazy stuff that they've told you. And um, that's the challenge because even your parents, you know, they're infected with that. They're, they're trying to do their best to raise you, but they themselves are already have already been brainwashed into this crown, uh, patriarchy, matriarchy, patriarchy mentality of, uh, you know, there's this pyramid and, you know, you have to climb the pyramid as fast as you can or you're going to wash away and all this stuff. And, um, it's all nonsense. So, so then they become part of that. So then your teachers in school, they're already brainwashed and kindergarten teachers and they are, they bring you in and they're telling you all this nonsense too. And it's hard, but you know, really, uh, it's up to every person to step back and yeah, deprogram deprogram, deep, you know, a lot of it, you know, we have to like, uh, Uspensky said or in Gujarat maybe is just uh, you have to a lot of it's just a remembering like you just have to remember like you know who you are away from when you're right when you're born and like remember that and just and then a lot of it is also I would say forgetting <laughs> hmm. and just you know forgetting the lies that you've been steadily just steadily told and on and on and on and still you know you're being told because you know, a lot of people around you with the best intent, they, they still just in, in their own way, they perpetuate these myths and these lies about the nature of reality because um, they saw it on TV or something. And um, so you have to be the one uh, oftentimes that, that just says no, you know, instead of going along with the flow, like people say go with the flow or, you know, just, yeah, whatever, dude. It's not like more like, you know, a lot of times lately it's like you, you need to be the one that, no, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> mm, yeah. bullshit because there's a lot of bullshit <laughs> if you notice and this is how they worked this up to the COVID was with the computers and sort of narcissistic sort of you know me culture and, you know the, the you know the selfies and the just this you know Facebook uh, oh Facebook oh, okay uh, and I mean all this crap and, and they just that we're all so important and we all have to have yeah platform and we all have to post things and we're so important and and just kind of puffing up of the individual um, beyond what is really justified and the diminishing of uh, collective. And again, it's a competition. You have to always remember, this is, this is pure capitalism. This is a competition. It's a competition. And, and and it's, that's not normal. Sorry. That's not the way reality or nature work at all. It's more dispersal of power again. And it's a sharing and it's a, you know, nobody's, you know, trying to ice the other guy out and just trying to help, you know, get along and and, and get something to eat that day. And uh, and there's plenty, there's, there's bounty, there's no shortage, there's no scarcity. All these things are just lies uh, about, you know, the nature of reality. And the, a lot of what you're looking at now with the COVID is that really it's an austerity program designed for the white European and American European middle class to bring them down a notch to lose their middle class status and um, so it's an austerity program it's like Mm -hmm. just think of it as an IMF austerity program for the whole world and that's kind of what this COVID is going to end up being because a lot of the small businesses are never coming back a lot of the jobs are never coming back Um, your standard of living of most people is going down you know because of this and um, that's exactly what they want because we're the competitors now to the crown and they have to take us down a notch and probably, yeah, go to China next where, you know, people aren't as wealthy. They're just coming up. They can consume a lot more. They're going to be the new consumers like we were. And and they're also going to be, I think, the enforcers for the crown um, to where the U.S. military, they get get kind of phased out. And I think the Chinese military gets phased in. And I, in fact, I predicted this in my very first book, Big Oil. I think the last chapter of the book, I talk about it, how there's going to be this big switch and the city of London is going to go off with China. And I think I think that's why Brexit is happening. And I know people disagree. A lot of people, most people, you know, Dave and Richie and everybody, probably you too, I don't know. But I think Brexit is a planned thing by the bankers, not a liberation thing for London or for the people of the UK, for city of London, yes. But I think they want to get out of the EU because that gives the city of London one more barrier against regulation. You know, And there's a lot more regulation coming in with the EU. Not that the EU is good. It's always been horrible. It's always been a crown project, in fact. But it's just that right now, for the British to get out of it, for the city of London to get out of it, I should say, is important. Because you notice Switzerland's not part of it either, right? And they never order. And so that's also another banker stronghold. So if you can get the city and Switzerland on the outside, um, then they can, again, be more mercantilist and say, go work with China more easily yeah. which is what i think they plan on doing and maybe dumping the europeans over the side too with it and who knows maybe setting up the the thing in hong kong you know next instead of the uk even they, they're mobile these people can go anywhere and if things get hot and they think too many white folks in uh are part of the yard are, are getting tuned in and, and maybe the chinese are more compliant they could just very well just go run the world from hong kong for the next mm-hmm. hundred years yeah see and they might but you always have to be cognizant that it's really not a country. It's it's a bloodline. It's bloodlines behind those countries that work together to manipulate, like the Lees working with the Windsors, you know, mm. which they they do. And there's pictures uh, all kinds of intermarriages, all kinds of social gatherings where you'll see, you know, the Khans together with the Windsors and, and, um, and the, yeah, the Yamamoto's with the, with Thai King and the, you know, there's kings and queens all over the world. So it's these kings and queens that we have to get with it, and we have to get rid of these monarchies, I think. And just a simple referendum in the U.K. Um, You guys should start one today Um and just say, look, we got this is antiquated. This is 21st century. We don't want to take care of these people and their castles anymore and pay for that. And it's uh – don't you think maybe you guys could go get a job or something, you know, we could get you a janitor's job down here at the – bus station you know prince harry or whatever no (laughs) but it's ridiculous it's just like get a job get a job you know get a job and i don't know so that that's huge to me that's huge and uh maybe it can happen i I know i know there's been you know talk of it in like say new zealand and canada getting out of the commonwealth but but yeah the same with them they need to stand up in those countries and say we're out of this thing we're not going to be part of this anymore we don't want to you know, the queen to be a sovereign over a fucking country. Like she is in Canada and in Cameroon and in Nigeria and in Malaysia and in, you know, wherever else is part of the Commonwealth. I mean, she can literally go in there like she did with Gough Whitlam in 1975 in Australia and just toss him out. And that's what she did. She appointed a governor general, a new governor general, John Kerr. And he just threw Gough Whitlam out. Why? Because Whitlam was trying to start a mining, uh, protection thing for like australia jamaica uh ghana countries that had aluminum a lot of metals and try he tried to create like a cartel where the consumer or where the producing governments would have more power vis-a-vis the anglo-americans and the rio tintos of the world which both of which are owned by the crown by the way along with z strata along with glencore the biggest miners are all owned by the crown. The biggest oil companies are all owned by the crown. world are like Shell, BP. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, he tried to do that, and yeah, the Queen just uh, sent in a new Governor General, and his instructions were to basically do a coup d'état on Gough Whitlam. That was in 1975. Um, mm-hmm. So they can do, she can do that. I mean, and then they say, oh, they have no power. <laughs> They have no power. I got you. She's on 6 billion acres of this earth, too, just your queen. And it's 6 billion. Yeah. And that's by far the largest landholder in the universe. So you know, you can't tell me these people are figureheads. And, I mean, it's just, it's like, are you kidding me? You think I'm in kindergarten? Mm. But that's what they want us to
0: believe, you know? And yeah. somehow
1: these people are just figureheads. It's absurd.
0: Yeah, and I think there were a just... lot of a point was coming with that point now um, was the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing got, Absolutely heated, and it was about to boil over with Prince Andrew. Clearly, I mean, why it didn't fall at Jimmy Savile, I still don't know. But the Prince Andrew thing was completely close to home. He was about to go, I mean, this whole Covid thing was very convenient to push that into the background. We had Epstein blatantly bumped off, if indeed he's dead. And we have apparently Gislaine Maxwell in prison, but no one's ever seen any evidence of that. This has all kind of been hushed under. We have Joe Biden's brother who owns land. 10 miles away from Epstein Island. Wonder where those tunnels lend yep. in and out. Tunnels go both way, by the way. And Gislaine Maxwell had a submarine license. What the fuck she got a submarine license for? <laughs> it's this. I felt like that was about to just crumble. The pa- the paedophilia is the yeah. thing that mo- no one's going to stand for. And I think anyone with half a brain understands how seeped our royal family, British royal family, are in paedophilia. You don't have Lord Mountbatten, Edward Heath, Jimmy Savile, all spending time Around the royal family, without paedophilia running rampant through it, and we understand the inbreeding. We know that some of the cousins of the Queen are in care homes with, with um, deformities and with with um, right. special needs, and they just right. get rid of them. And I think they brought in Diana maybe to shore up the bloodline, the Aryan blood, the blonde hair. She was born. Yeah, she was. She's part of it. She was always, she was, people don't seem to realise that Diana spent time yeah. at Balmoral, at these places. She was, grew up with the royal family. She didn't just meet them. Um, I think yeah. you're right there. Yeah. I think we had a moment there where it nearly fell on its arse. And I think COVID yeah. was a massive, I think they always had this in his pocket and have gone, okay, we've got three or four things going on here now. Let's launch this because we need some distraction. And Brexit, I think, was another thing that they yeah. thought, okay, yeah. this goes now. Kerry Marlis is dead, yeah. so we can use his test. And um, yeah. and we can get away yeah. with this right now. And it was in the back pocket for decades. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And also um, for the King Juan Carlos of Spain, who is uh, the daddy of uh, William, yep. as I understand it, mm-hmm. uh, was just pretty much booted out of Spain, his home country. And he's the king. And he, he had to leave because of some railroad... Uh, bond corruption in Mexico that he was involved in so it, it keeps unraveling I mean the, the the royals continue to sort of be exposed as these crooked uh, you know lazy parasitic uh, bums really just a bunch of well dressed bums you know and uh, partying all through the night and their adrenal crummy you know whatever it is uh, it's the gig's up so I really think that's true, and I really do think that's why they they sprung the COVID when they did. And so we just got to get through this and then see who gets vaccinated because, honestly, it's so important. Like Right now, the important thing is is just that people don't get vaccinated because, you know, if 75% do, say, in the world, Mm -hmm. then the 25% like us that don't, we're going to be locked out of everything. Yeah. it's gonna. It is gonna get rough because it's. You know, you can't go to a concert. You can't fly. You can't go to a football game. Maybe you can't go to the store next week. Who knows? And then it's just like Revelation 13. You can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. You know, and which is pretty much what we're talking about here. So yeah, it, whether or not they wrote that or the good guys wrote that, I tend to think the bad guys wrote the Bible mostly, and were threatening us with the Book of Revelations. And now they have to fulfill it. That's, that's just the way I think about it. Um, not that there wasn't good in the Bible, for sure there was, but they trashed it. Uh, Council of Nicosia, 300 AD, they changed everything, and mm-hmm. Peter wasn't the rock anymore. And, you know, it got hijacked by the Illuminati and all that stuff. But that's really important because now, on the other hand, if 75% don't take it, then Ticketmaster will go broke and the airlines will go broke if they don't let us fly, being not vaccinated. And not having an ID 2020 or whatever kind of password-based bullshit you come up with, because yeah. it's all going to be this next fourth industrial. It's all about password system.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: why they get us used to passwords on the computer, because it's all going to be a password to the next level. You know, and it's going to involve compliance and it's going to or some kind of you know repetition or some kind of something. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is why they train us with the little CAPTCHAs. You know, you mark the box with the bus and. It's all like a training ground so that you get used to this password based reality that they're going to be bringing in. But they can only bring it in if there's compliance. And so just do not comply. Don't get the uh, vaccination to start with, because if you do, you're throwing the rest of us under the bus Mm. and you're not being scientific and you're not being all in it together, you know. I want to all be in it together, you know, that's their big mantra, but, but it's, you know, we're the ones that should say it because, you know, if you just individually worry about your own health and get vaccinated like a fool, with a bunch of nanotech, that's going to monitor you for the rest of your life, all because you were scared, weren't thinking only of yourself, what about me? (laughs) What about locking me out of concerts? Aren't we all in this together? (laughs) So, uh, you know, they just... They, selective science, selective information, selective knowledge. Um, this is all a scam and, and, uh, we have all the science on our side. I'm pretty sure of it. And, uh, that says that, that it is a scam and it's last year's flu and it's, uh, 5g probably exacerbates it. Um, it's a toxin, but people just need to quit. Just drop the charade, you know, the whole, the whole thing, the mass, the vaccinations, the, the idea that there's a pandemic. You know, it's just the same as last year. It's the same as last year. You just got, you got panic. You got panic by the media. Unbelievable. And that you were just going along with that. And so I think, but I think more and more people snapping out. Like I was glad to say, hear you say that in England people weren't really complying because yeah, the news that we get over there is, you know, about how you're at level tier or whatever. And it's, you know, lockdown and, you know, but it's the same, I think, everywhere. There, there's, you know, they'd like it if we were compliant, but we're not. And mm-hmm. I think the longer this goes on, the more and more people, even if they don't know anything about it, are just getting tired of it. Just it flat so. tired of it. Yeah. So, and they're broke, too. So, you know, they kind of, maybe, again, they overstepped in the fact that, you know, when you got broke people with nothing to lose, I mean, you think they're going to, you know, comply by your stupid rules? I mean, are they going to go out and get something to eat and get a job? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's what they're going to do. So, so we'll see what happens. But I, 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 just, I think it's like a magic spell and, um, I guess our job is to just, uh, you know, expose it as that and, um, take the moral high ground, take the scientific high ground. Um, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. And, but just more importantly, stay human and to stay, uh, yeah, stay, uh, on the right side of history on the right side of nature and, We have to oppose this eight thousand year old intervention. It was a war declared on us eight thousand years ago, and we have every right to fight back. And we have to fight back until we vanquish these uh, invaders. So
0: that's fantastic, Neil. Thank, um, uh, Dean, Neil. Thank you for your time. Um, Where can people find your work, your books? I've got one of your books here, which. which is the Nephilim crown 5G it's apocalypse. I, it's one of the... I mean, it, it's opened up a lot that I didn't actually know, especially about the crown entities and what you're looking at and how they've kind of evolved through the centuries, guys. 8,000 years ago, this was a war that was declared on us and it's coming through... It's going to its next stage now. I liken this... I'm writing a book myself about being a cult, it, I, I compare this indoctrination into the fourth industrial revolution, into indoctrination into a cult. You've, it's clearly to me that people are getting brainwashed into a cult here. There's, but there are billions of us that haven't, and I agree with you. The longer this goes on, the more the magic spell wears off. Wears off. So I'm quite optimistic, especially in the UK. The fact is that we're not actually demonstrating. We're not. We're not actually going out like we did at the start and having demonstrations. What we're doing is we're just going. I oh, can't be bothered anymore. Which is the most dangerous yeah. thing for them. It's like a child who sits yeah. down in a supermarket. If he sits <laughs> down, you can't get the <laughs> fucking thing to move. And that's what we're doing. We're just going. Oh, I just can't be bothered. Yeah. And then that that's is good. the best thing to do. And I said it it's is like. It yeah. is. You've got yeah. you've got a few bloodlines. A few thousand people trying to herd 7.6 billion ants, and it's not going to work out well for them. But. In the meantime, we may go through some horrific times. Dean, your work is fantastic. Um, Where can people find your work?
1: Uh, You know, just you can just find my books at Amazon. Uh, Yeah, Dean Henderson, Amazon should do it in the search engine. And uh, just really appreciate you having me, Rich. And uh, thanks for everything you do. And you guys uh, keep the iconic rolling and uh, keep keep uh, the truth coming, man. And uh, we'll uh, win, lose or draw when we're alive. I think. uh, you just have to know that you're on the right side and you're doing a lot of good in the world, brother.
0: So what do you think, last question quickly, what do you think is when you get to the gates and wherever we go after this? I've always think that last day of thinking, looking back, you wake up, you're on the other side of wherever we go and you think, thank fuck I didn't fold and I held my ground. And that's that day is what I'm living for. Do you ever get that feeling yourself? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely, that's right. And, uh, and, and yeah, and... uh so, in that sense, I think you already went through the gates, maybe, um, and we already won, you know, and uh, everybody has to win, you know, their own personal, you know, It's it, it comes down to your choices and, and where you stood and where you didn't, and uh, yeah, and if you already made your choice, I think you already won, so joke's on them, and um, yeah, just... Uh, we're just here for a little little bitty while, and we, you know, we do what we can. But but as long as we keep our integrity, that's that's what matters: our dignity, our integrity, and walk that path, that good red road. So, all right, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Rich.
0: Cheers, mate. Thank you for your time. I'll speak to you soon. All right. to glitching the code.